At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah! Touchdown! This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, presented by Morris Jenkins. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. On fourth down, the flip to McCaffrey, truck and left. He's got the first down. He's got a touchdown left pylon. I thought that was an, an ugly game on our ha- on our behalf. You know, turnovers and penalties, just not the way that we want to play. But, you know, with all that being said, you know, we still had a one-score game with us having the ball at at the end of the game with a chance to go win it. And so I, I like the competitive spirit and toughness of our team. You know, we just have to get some uh, football things cleaned up. And now, along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk. Live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium. Let's jump right into it with the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, who joins us live right off the top. Mick with... Jeannie Robb and the Zoke. The news of the day is, of course, the Christian McCaffrey high ankle sprain. Coach Rule, welcome to the show. When did you find out about Christian, and, and how do you and your team plan to try to, to fill that space at running back moving forward until he can come back? Well, you know, we know uh, Christian will make his best effort to get back as soon as possible. We want to make sure he comes back healthy. So, um, you know, we're excited for Mike Davis. Uh, he's uh, had a great camp. He's in great shape. He's a tough guy. He can block. Can run the football, can catch the ball out of the backfield. You know, Reggie Bonifon's been kind of waiting for his turn. We know what he can do. So I think uh, I think we feel good about those options. So, Coach, I want to go ahead and, and talk a little bit about the defensive side of the ball um, and particularly here about maybe gap control. I remember uh, last week you talked about the edges and making sure that you had those edges taken care of. You can't get outside. But then we saw some hits that hit inside uh, – Coach, was it a matter of the double team getting off to not only the the, the defensive tackle, but getting off to the to the linebacker to to uh, to, to prevent those guys from making those tackles up front? Yeah, you know, I think um, r- really what happened, and and, and it's a shame because you know we held them to thirty two yards rushing in the first half. Yes. So we were playing good run defense coming off the Raiders game, and felt good about where we were heading, and then gave up those two long runs at the end of the game, and. Um, I think, you know, I think as, as guys get out there, I, mean, I don't know if we're playing with a tremendous amount of trust in each other yet where, you know, linebackers have the A gap and they start to, they start to jump into the B gap, you know, where three technique is and all of a sudden the ball splits back outside and splits back inside. And it's not really any one guy. Um, I think KK, you know, we talked, we met as a defense today and he was so good. He said, you know, he said, we all have to do our job up front so the guys behind us can trust us. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, we solidified the edges. We played so much better on the perimeter runs. Uh, played so much better on the perimeter screens and then, um, you know, just had those two runs pop, which was unfortunate. So we'll go back this week. We'll try to be more gap sound, make sure that, you know, guys really define the gap that they're in so the linebackers and safeties behind them can can uh, can fill properly and, 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 and know that if we do that, if everyone plays in their gap, that we'll have a much better result. Coach, as far as the defensive pass rush goes, Brian Burns looked 
really active yesterday. Look, uh, talk about his game a little bit, if you don't mind. And then secondly on that, of course, you'd like to have uh, some sacks and obviously more quarterback hits than you have. But how much of that is, you know, you not really to this point through two games dialing up a lot of blitzes, uh, two quarterbacks known for getting the ball out quickly. Is, is that a big factor in that stat? Yeah, you know, we, we, we pressured more yesterday than we had. And, and uh, you know, Brady you know, was just kind of throwing hot and getting the ball out of his hands. And that's that's what he does. And, and you know, um, really, you know, really the, the, the one touchdown pass and then the flea flicker were the two long passes. I mean, we were able to keep the ball in front of us, keep tackling, you know, short underneath throws. Uh, played a little bit more three-man rush at times. So, obviously, you, you know, when you when you take a guy out and put him in coverage, um, you're, you're taking away an extra rusher. But uh, one of the areas we have to improve upon is is our rush. And, um, you know, we'll continue to add to the blitz package, you know, but we have to kind of pick our spots. And uh, I think you're right in saying well, Burns, I thought, played his best game. You know, I thought he was active. Even when he dropped, he made some great plays, uh, running to the ball, breaking on the ball. So, um some, some 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 signs of improvement, but we just have to become way more consistent in that. Coach, uh, you got a question on your teleconference today with the media about Derek Brown, the penalty of aggression. I thought your answer was so unbelievable. I just loved it. I wanted to come down there and give you a hug, except I know that that would not be good in the social distancing thing. But I think our audience would like here, and if you don't mind repurposing your response, about your meeting today with, with the rookie D lineman and what you told him. Uh, I just, you know, you know, obviously we want to get those things corrected, but, but, but we want to play hard and we want to run to the ball. And, you know, to me, Derek made a bunch of plays down the field, running to the football. So if you're going to live with that, you know, then you also have to live with if a bad play happens like, like it did. So, you know, one of the key stats for me, I think there was five penalties on third down, which extended drives. And so, you know, we have to get that corrected. We, we can't live like that, but I also want our guys to play hard, be physical and run to the ball. And so uh, Derek will learn from that, but I don't want him thinking about that too much. And coach, what did you get from your from your offensive line, uh, and and how well did those guys play? Well, you know, I think um, uh, you, you know, anytime the game is that ugly, we can't sit there and say any of us played real well. And I think we had like eighteen negative plays, and so mm. um, not where we wanted it to be. Too many quarterback pressures, um, and we knew coming in they're a blitzing team, they're an aggressive team, they're going to come after you and challenge you and and, and try to get negative plays. Um, I thought as the game went on, they got better and better and got more comfortable. But uh, but I think all those guys up front would say that, you know, we have to play better and give Teddy more time and find more running lanes. And you talked today about the turnovers. And, uh, you know, there's a story behind every turnover that maybe we don't see initially. There were four of them in the game yesterday until you look at the tape. Have, have you kind of looked through that in detail yet, or will that be later in the week as far as what kind of led to those four turnovers? Yeah, no, I mean, the first one was on the screen. I mean, it was just uh, just an overthrow. We, we just have to kind of find a window and, and find Christian, and we had a good play going. Um, uh, you know, the second one, there's, you know, guy runs the wrong route. There's no one open. You know, Teddy gets uh, sacked. We just, you know, kind of want him to put two hands on the ball, and and we can live with a sack. We can't live with turnovers. Uh, the third one, just Robbie gets hit and doesn't squeeze the football properly, and so just need him to put the ball away, and, and he's getting down, and then, uh, the last one, um, just the ball was a little bit behind DJ, and the guy made a tremendous play to, to reach his hands in front. So, really, of all those, the fourth one is the one that you know that's going to happen sometimes, right? Guys, DBs are going to mm-hmm. make great plays, and we're playing great players. The other three, you know, we have to we have to find a way to eliminate those. Coach, on the post game uh, show, we call you uh, "Let It Ride" rule, and and my question is for you here is, what determines when you're going to go ahead and and be a little bit much more aggressive when it comes to fourth down? Is it situations that determine that, that you say, if we get into this, or is it just your gut feeling based on what's going on in the game? Yeah, you know, we, we use some analytics that, that basically say, like, hey, uh, 
you know, if it's here and it's this down in distance, you know, and here's a score, this, you know, so we kind of use that formula as we go into the game. Um, you know, we went for the one fourth and two and really down 14, a field goal wasn't going to do much for us. Mm-hmm. So, so really the score went into it as well. And then if we feel like a play is going to work and, you know, sometimes plays don't work and you, you go for it. And, uh, but the biggest thing that we're, you know, we're trying to get done is make sure our players understand that we believe in them, that we trust them, that we're going to put the, put the ball in their hands with a chance to go win the game, especially in a game like that, where the wind was swirling and it was such a windy game. You know, some of the field goals, you know, we're, we're going to be a little bit harder. Um, you know, we wanted to get back in the game and went forward and forth down a couple of times and found a way to make it happen a few. Did you feel like you had a good uh, play in for the fake punt coach against what Tampa Bay likes to do with their punt coverage team? Yeah, you know, I mean, if there's a play I could go back and take back, it'd be that one. Um, that was a play that we said all week, hey, you know, if we got him in that defense, that's what we were going to do. We had it. We thought we would, you know, we would get it done. But, but that being said, um, you know, fourth and one of the 36, if I could go back, I'd put the ball in the offense's hands. But, you know, I think it's important for our special teams to know that, hey, you know, if, if, if we think we have a shot at something, we're going to give them a chance to go make a play, and, and we want to make that. And it uh, didn't work out for us, um, but uh, hopefully in, in the future it will. And, of course, we're not going to get too deep into future strategy for the upcoming game, but uh, with the, you know, you got backup players like Mike Davis will be playing a bigger role this week, and typically they have some sub packages that they come in and do. Do you just kind of run the offense as it has been with the plays you have with Mike, or do you kind of at least tailor some things that are a little bit specific to Mike that maybe he's more comfortable with than something that Christian would run? Yeah, I think uh, in the run game, you know, we, we try to make sure we're doing the things that he does best. And, uh, um, you know, they're, they're all within our offense, right? So, so we'll continue to do those things. I think, uh, um, you know, we're only in week two of this offense, so it's all of a sudden just going a different direction would, would, uh, would obviously not be, you know, in our best interest. And, you know, we're, we're here for the long haul. We're trying to do it the right way and get it built the right way. So um, every player that's on our team, we believe, can, can make these plays and, 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 and run this offense. So we're going to go out there with Mike. We know he'll, he'll, he'll do a really, really good job. And, uh, but we will try to, in the run game, at least tailor some of the things to the, to the runs that, that he feels the most comfortable with. Coach, when it comes to technique, I thought Dante Jackson off the double move with Evans did a great job not biting for that fake up top and then looking to go ahead and try to squeeze him to the sideline. Am I wrong in assessing this that I thought Brady made a better play on the back shoulder fade knowing that Dante Jackson was a really good position to take away that go route? Yeah, I thought Dante did a great job on that. You know, d- d- didn't fall for the slant, uh, slant and go, um, played over the top, was in position to play it, you know, probably thinking it's going to be an over-the-top throw, so he's in great position. And, uh, you know, Brady just do a back shoulder fade. And, you know, to me, that ball for, to a big receiver like that is really, really hard to, to defend. Um, and that's one of those plays like, you know, you chalk it up. They, they made a good play. Yes. We'll come back. We'll make a play of our own. So um, I, I didn't say a word to Dante about that. You know, he uh, he played it right, and they just made a nice throw and catch. Coach Rule, it's easy for, uh, for Panther fans and, and people out there to say, oh, I got to get some more pass rush and, and, and have to get some more pass rush. Yet, you know, you've only got 11. And sometimes if you commit additional resources to do one thing, offenses can make you pay. What are discussions like with you and your defensive staff on on how exactly to try to to pressure the passer and, and move that pocket around, collapse the pocket some in these games ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think we're trying to improve our actual pass rush, you know, with, when we're rushing with four. We're trying to pick our spots when we do rush with three and then trying to build off our blitz package, you know, get guys to get guys to uh, hit those blitzes and, and get in the quarterback's face and also understand that when, when, you, when you blitz, obviously you're leaving less guys in coverage. And so, you know, you have to 
you have to feel you know really good about uh, about that trade off and and uh, so to me you you want to mix you know back and forth between all those things and um, um, I thought you know at times you know we were able to get off the field this past game because we were able to mix back and forth from those different things and and uh, we'll just continue to do that and um, you know just try to find the things our guys feel the best about. Each week brings its uh, interesting challenges, coach. And then we saw the Chargers right before kickoff with Kansas City change quarterbacks yesterday because of Tyrod Taylor's rib injury. And then Justin Herbert, the rookie, comes in throws for 300 yards as a as a great game. So uh, interesting road trip coming up for you with waiting one to see what the quarterback is. I know you prepare for everything, of course, there. But Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, I mean, really a lot of talent on that offensive side in particular. What, what are some of your thoughts about the Chargers coming up this week? Well, I mean, they're they're indicative of an Anthony Lynn, you know, coach team. He's a, he's a tough guy. They 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 they're they're going to be physical. Um, they're going to have great skill players. Um, they're going to play great defense. They have a great pass rush. So, um, you know, they have a good team. And uh, you know, we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to play our best game. And um, you know, uh, uh, I thought I thought the first week for us, our offense played well enough to win. I thought last week, you know, our defense. You know, while it wasn't, you know, what we want, it was it was good enough for us to have a chance to win, you know, after four turnovers to, to have a chance to be in the game. And so, you know, as we get ready to face the Chargers, we're just going to try to make sure we put a total team effort together, uh, play well on offense, play well on defense, play well on special teams and hope that uh, hope that we can put it all together. And, and, and Coach, the loss just happened yesterday. So how quickly do we do we actually move on? We always had a 24 hour rule in football that you kind of move on to get to the next opponent. How quickly in your mind, do you make that adjustment, sir? Yeah, I think, I think after we, you know, broke our meetings today, we we have to move forward and uh, you know, we hate to lose. Everyone hates to lose, but uh, you know, to me, there's always tremendous truth that you can take from a game, right? There's always lessons that you can learn that maybe even sometimes you can't even learn from a, a win that you, you know, you have to feel the sting of a loss to learn from. And so, you know, we want our guys to, to, to take the lessons, to not let that loss be in vain, to learn some things from it, uh, both personally as, as offensive and defensive units and as a team. But at the same time, you know, we have to put the emotion away from it and move forward. And, and uh, uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to move on the next week, move on to the Chargers. And, and um, like I said, make sure that we, you know, we are a team that has everyone firing on all cylinders this week. Coach, a good place to end it. Thank you for your time tonight, and good luck in your preparations for the for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Thank you. Hey, thank you, guys. Thanks, sir. That's right, Coach Matt Rule on the show, presented by uh, Morris Jenkins. Say it who again, you, Mickey. Who, who are we going to play? The, the, Las the Las Vegas, Tampa Chargers. Bay, <laughs> LH yeah, Rams? No. Ah, the Tennessee Raiders. Tuxedos. Ah. The Baltimore San Colts. San Diego Char- The St. Louis Cardinals. They're all coming up on the schedule, dang it. I like Coach, man. It, it, I mean, you just feel like that it's real, whatever he's saying. You know, it's, it is it um, is he says more than he has to in a lot of cases, but it gives you a window into the team. So, good show tonight. Thank you. we got more planned. Christian McCaffrey is coming up. We'll have some broadcast roundtable as well, along with Eugene. Jim, this is Mick. You're listening to Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to morrisjenkins.com. 
This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Play action, a pass over the middle, picked off. Jackson at the 8, gets up, starts to run. 10 to 15, 20, 25, cuts left, 30, looking for the edge, 40, 45, 50. Jackson out of bounds, no flags on the field. I thought last week we played a clean football game, but we just didn't quite make enough plays. Today we made more plays, but it wasn't very clean. And uh, we have to put those two things together. And I think that it can, it can be said by the coaches, but it has to come from the players. And I think... I think our, I think you can see from some of our players, like they're angry. You know, they, there was no reason that you know uh, we had to you know put ourselves in the, that hole that we put in today. So hopefully we'll uh, hopefully we'll we'll uh, start to hold ourselves a little bit more accountable to do things right, coaches, players, staff, everyone, and and start putting some wins together. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Yes, it does, and we have Christian McCaffrey at the bottom of the hour. We have Marty Herney at the quarter hour. For now, our famous broadcast roundtable brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Quick. You switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Interceptions can sometimes camouflage things, defensive back play. Sometimes DBs will hunt picks but at the expense of defensive integrity. But how about Dante Jackson, Eugene, beside the pick, which was huge yesterday, helped turn the game around. What are you and what are you seeing in his his overall game? Is he playing well? Well, What I saw, I saw some one thing that I, I want him to get out of the habit of doing is when he comes in really uh, on, on, off the run, off the edge, he has to make sure he keeps his head up. He'll start to dive down, and he starts to dive down with his, his head going leading, and you're going to get kicked in the top of the head, and it's going to hurt, and it's going to probably knock you out. And so I want to see him just kind of stay up on some of those tackles on the side. The other thing, he corrected himself. He had a little dirty eyes in there and, and wanted to look back in the in the backfield. I said, dude, you don't have to. You're like one of the fastest cats on earth. Um, with the exception of that back shoulder fade that happened to him on the side, I was like, he's actually playing playing well, but he doesn't have to take the chances of looking in the backfield to see if he needs to get an interception, I said, dude, just get to that field shoulder, get to that near hip, and then you can look back all you want. You can, you can, you can start that. And if he starts even doing that even a little bit more, I believe that young man could have – the ball comes his way a lot. That, he can have a, he can lead the league in interceptions because he is very, very good. Yeah, and I think you know the back shoulder fade, you live with that, right? I mean, that's yes. kind of not much you can do as a defensive back. You take away the, the deeper route on that. And then, obviously, great play with the interception, uh, which was uh, a huge momentum change in the game for the Panthers. Again, went on a two-touchdown run off of that. Um, but I think you're right, Eugene. I think I feel like since he's gotten in the league, the question has been his not only his, his tech, I guess mostly his technique, but his tackling in the run game or in the open field. That's probably where he's got the, the room for the most improvement, don't you think? Yeah, I think he just needs to just stay up. I mean, there was a time when – who was it? Jones, maybe McCoy. Somebody was coming out to the side towards him. And I'm like, look, just – just stay up because if you dive down, that running back's going to jump over the top of you, or he's going to kick you in the head, and it's it's going to look really bad on the film. So you want to stay up and stay alive as much as you can, and then use the sideline as your friend because the sideline's undefeated. <laughs> you step on the sideline, you're you're out of bounds, and so you, I think he just needs to go ahead and do that. And you have to pay attention to that and, and attention to that detail. And that's something I think he needs to learn. Would I be wrong in saying this? I'll tell you who can tackle is Rasul Douglas. Yes, he can. Mm-hmm. Yes, he can. It's very difficult for ball carriers to go anywhere without their hip. 
And he came up on that one in space and just, boom, I mean, just formed the man up. And, and let me go on another one. I saw Jeremy Chin come up beautiful. I mean, and stopped the running back, and they, they kind of almost like kissed off each other. And I think it was uh, Fournette. But that was a really great stoppage because as soon as he hit him, I mean, a couple other guys hit him. I was like, wow, that's man to man. Looked him in the eye and hit one of the best running backs in the league and, and didn't give ground. And I said, wow. He looked more like Steve Atwater in that, in that against like Christian Okoye when I saw that play. That's what it reminded me of. How um, how the Panthers health wise, Zook? I heard of an injury uh, today. I'm going to think about it for a minute. Injury update brought to you by Ortho Carolina. Who was it that got mm. hurt? Mm, oh, Christian see. McCaffrey, high ankle sprain. And uh, Eugene, you've had these before, right? It's typically yeah. about four weeks. Yeah, three to four weeks, and you got to go ahead and ride that pain thing. But, but, but we all know good. Eugene is injury prone, so yeah. don't <laughs> you don't go on that. <laughs> yeah, as am I. Yeah. Uh, your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. OrthoCarolina, your care, your way. Eugene is injury prone, but he's prone to give injuries. Not, <laughs> right. That's what I meant when I said injury prone. You know, know that's right. Did I say it backwards? <laughs> he used to grab me and say, you can't hold a man like this, and I'm, he's shaking me. <laughs> Buttons are popping off my shirt. <laughs> God, you owe me some money. I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> All right. There you go. Christian McCaffrey coming up next. He had a press conference today. We'll let you hear some of his incredibly uh, open and sincere comments. Stay tuned. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Hi, back to McCaffrey, over right tackle, close. No signal yet. Very close. And a touchdown. You know, we're a, you know, we're a, we're a strong group of men. You know, we have goals, we have aspirations. We came together and we worked really hard to get ourselves in this position. And, um, you know, you certainly don't want to work, you know, all year to get here and then get into games and give the game away uh, with silly stuff. And so, um, you know, we can make a thousand and one excuses, but we need to do is we start we need to making a difference and, and changing, you know, changing what we're doing. And it's not the not changing. I shouldn't even say what we're doing, but how we're doing it. And it's not huge things because there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of great plays being made. We just have to make some, uh, I think we have to make some subtle little differences and uh, some of that's going to come along with confidence. I think you saw some guys on defense starting to play with more confidence, and I'm hopeful that uh, you know we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll take another step next week. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Zoki, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. The attention of Panther Talk now shifts to running back Christian McCaffrey, sidelined for multiple games with an injury to his lower leg. Now, McCaffrey will get into his story in a second, but first he wants to make sure to put the team first. Before I get going on the injury stuff, I kind of want to address, you know, our team at this point um, and talk a little bit about the game. Uh, you know, we're 0-2 with with 14 games left in the regular season, and uh, the last thing that, that I want this team to uh, focus on is, is the negative. Um, you know, football – there's a, especially in the NFL can have a lot of factors that play into it that can affect, uh, you know, your, your mental, emotional and, and physical play. And I think, you know, we're, we're, we've lost two games, not because we're a bad team. And I think that's, that's something that can get corrected injury or not with me. Um, I think this team has a lot of fight. 
I think our team has a lot of resiliency and we have the right guys to, to pick it up from here. And I'm excited about that. And I want to address that first because there's a lot of talk with, uh, you know, how we're going to be as a team. Well, we have the right culture and it's still early and there, there is still hope. And, and so I want to make sure I address that because once again, there's a lot of noise that can be uh, heard from the outside. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it's crucial not to listen to that stuff and to continue to focus on the football and correct the mistakes. Don't beat ourselves. You know, I say it every week, don't beat ourselves. That's the, that's the key in this, in this game. That's going to be the key with our team. And so, um, you know, I kind of just want to open with that and talking about the game and talking about our team. What exactly is his injury? It happened, uh, I think, four or five plays before the touchdown. I'm not 100% sure how it happened. You know, I had a lot of adrenaline during the game, and uh, I think I got, uh, you know, a couple carries uh, after that. And then, uh, you know, as soon as the third quarter ended, I went and got taped, tried to play it off, played, you know, a couple plays, and just realized that I wasn't 100% and – I went over to the sideline and it started getting worse and worse. And I realized that it would be inefficient if I continued to play uh, due to the level that I was at. And um, so I, you know, I told them that, uh, you know, they, they kind of addressed it and told me to, to sit out and that I'd be out for the game. McCaffrey doesn't mince his words when he discusses the emotions of being hurt. To be 100% transparent, anytime you get injured, it's it's a horrible thing. You know, you play football to play, not to sit out. And uh, this is part of the game, and it happens. But uh, you know, I don't I don't believe in coincidences. I think everything happens for a reason, and uh, I think everything is perspective and attitude. And when you look at it, you know, uh, you can you can win or you learn. And right now is a learning experience for me. You know, I've I've prided myself on being on the field and, and freak accidents happen a lot. And this is one of them. And if you look around the league, you know, there's a lot of guys who are, who are down right now, but um, I think the biggest thing you can do right now is stay strong and, and fight through it. You know, they say four to six weeks, well, that's a challenge to me. And uh, you know, hopefully I can get back a lot earlier than that, but I'm going to attack this uh, just like I attack anything else. And, you know, go from there. Christian says he's trying to have a good attitude about it. Uh, as a competitor, you know, it doesn't help. Uh, I think, it, you know, you you just have to continue to push. You know, I mean, I can sit here and feel sorry about my feel sorry for myself. And that does me no good. You know, I think it happened. And the only thing you can do now is can control what you can control. And that's getting this ankle back 100 percent as soon as possible. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And it's really not more complicated than that. Uh, that's the only thing to do and stay positive, help my teammates out as much as I can and, and rehab this thing and attack it, you know, at 100 percent so that I can get back and, and try to help this team win games. So that's it. He feels like the backup slot is in capable hands with Mike Davis. Yeah, I mean, he's going to do great. I already know it. Um, you know, he, he can do everything. He can run, can catch, can block. Uh, he can run through people. He can make people miss. You know, he's a guy who, who has had success, you know, not just with our team, but in the past with, with his other teams too. So he's been there and, and he's been there before and he's been a successful player in the NFL and I don't think anything's going to change. And, and to me, it's exciting to see because, you know, I look at, you know, practicing with him last year and practicing with him this year and he's only gotten a lot better. So I'm excited for him. To the surprise of absolutely no one who knows him, Christian McCaffrey will throw everything he's got at his rehab and try to set the world record for recovery time. Stay tuned. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues 
right after this. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. On fourth down, the flip to McCaffrey, trucking left. He's got the first down. He's got a touchdown left pylon. I think one of the stories of the day was just some crucial, crucial penalties in the game on third downs that extended drives for them, whether it was pass interference or illegal hands to the face. So, you know, so um, we, you know, we really had a tough go of it in that, in that regard, but but I thought, I thought in the second half, and really at the end of the first half and the last drive, our guys started playing with a little bit more confidence on defense and got a couple key stops. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Let me introduce everybody. My name is Mick. To my right, Jim Zoki in the hermetically sealed Morris Jenkins soundproof booth, Eugene Robinson. Nice. Marty Herney live now on the phone, the Panthers oh, general yeah. manager. Marty, I will begin this interview by asking you about positives and then the other two guys can follow up with their glass half empty interview techniques. What did you see in the ball game yesterday about the Carolina Panthers that pleased you? Well, I think that, you know, as Matt said, a lot of it was in the second half, but I think that um, first of all, offensively, you know, we start off and I thought Teddy made some incredible throws and it was a great drive. And unfortunately it ended in, in that interception. I think that, kind of affects us the rest of the, the uh, first half. But I think the, the biggest thing is the the resilience that we've shown in the last two weeks, Mick, to, to keep fighting back. And, um, you know, just defensively, you look at it, Brady goes, what, 17 to 23 in the first half for 198. And then the second half, he goes 6 of 12 for 22 yards, one TD and one interception. I mean, our defense came. I thought we started getting pressure. Um, our, our offense still, you know, the penalties and things we will get into negative-wise, I think, still still hurt. But our offense showed the ability to to drive the ball. And, and you know, we, we came within 24-17. Then when they kick the field goal, make it a 10-point lead, I, they get, you know, I think 46 of their 90 rushing yards in the second half came on that drive, those four runs. So I think they're, you know, the resilience. I think the way we played in the second half, um, we're positives and things to build on and you can just feel the influence there. There's little things that you see in, in the first two games to our character and the way that, that, that Matt is approaching this and, and, and building this, this team is, is, uh, you can just feel it and you just feel like we're, we're going to get better each week. And you know, Marty, sometimes when you get pressure, People would think about having the sack, but sometimes pressure is not based predicated on just getting the sack. It's moving the quarterback off the spot. You mentioned in the first half that you uh, it was a little bit more lackluster. In the second half, you saw things pick up. Tell me about the pressure that you did see from that defensive front. Yeah, I think in, in the second half, we started getting, especially we started getting in front of him and getting it in his face. And I think that um, that was very effective. So, um, you know, I thought Brian Burns played took played much better this week, and and uh, you know Woodrow Hamilton, who we brought up yes. um, from for the for that game, I thought had a good game, and and Weatherly, and so we we started in the second half, we started getting some some pressure on them and and uh, taking them off their rhythm a little bit, and I think that um, you know we just got to learn that that we've got to do that 
the entire game. And if something goes wrong, you just, you just keep, keep uh, grinding. And I, you know, we're doing a good job of that. We just, it, it's going to pay off. It's just, we just got to keep doing it. Coach Rule said today, Marty, that uh, he talked to Derek Brown this morning, brought him in and talked about the two penalties and said, obviously fix it, but that to forget it uh, because uh, he's making plays downfield and he's doing things. A lot of defensive tackles can't do. So, so what have you seen through two games out of your first round pick? He's, I've really been pleased. He's taken a lot of double teams now, but he, uh, he can still get pressure. He takes on doubles a lot. He hustles. I mean, you know, that penalty downfield, uh, he was hustling down. And once you get, you know, 330 pounds moving, it's hard to stop. So uh, I really don't blame him for that. It was a hustle play. He's just all ball. And he's, he's, uh, He's played extremely well. I think the first two games is only going to get better. Marty, how much will it help the offense with their planning with Christian McCaffrey sidelined for a while that Mike Davis is good in some of the same ways that Christian McCaffrey is good? Yeah, Mick. I mean, I think Mike Davis, obviously, we have a lot of a lot of faith and trust in him, and, and that's why we kept him, and he does have some skill set. And I think the other thing you're going to see that, that – you know, I, I don't know whether people realize yet is that we have a lot of weapons on offense. I mean, everybody likes to talk about weapons, you know, on, on other teams. But, you know, you talk about Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and, and Mike Davis and, and uh, you know, you go to a, a Ian Thomas. It, it's, it's in Chris Manhurts. I think we have other weapons. And listen, you know, obviously Christian McCaffrey is so important to us. But I think in comparison to other years, you know, in Teddy Bridgewater, I, I just think that, that we have places that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a lot of different people having to step up. But I think we have the ability to do that. And, and, and Marty, are you pleased what was you seeing from the quarterback? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is running his accuracy is right around 72% right now. And is, I think, really throwing the ball extremely well. What have you seen from him? And are you pleased with what you are seeing? Extremely pleased. And, and that first drive, I mean, boy, that, that he threw one pass where he took a shot and, and completed it and got up. And I mean, you, you normally don't have an 83.2 quarterback rating when you have two interceptions. Um, and he just, uh, I think he completed 78% yesterday. Yes. He's got a command of the offense. I think the guys look to him as a leader. Um, I think we're extremely pleased with Teddy Bridgewater. You mentioned Robbie, and it seems like on any given week, and the targets were incredibly even the first week among the three wide receivers, talking about Samuel and DJ Moore. But just to, to kind of focus on Robbie for a moment, that's that flat-out speed element he brings, but in a bigger frame than, than Curtis, it looked like it's really a nice compliment to what Teddy's looking for so far through two games. Yeah, it really is, and it helps the other receivers. I mean, I think this was the first game somebody said since 2016 where we had two receivers, Robbie and DJ Moore, over 100 yards receiving each. So – then you you know you throw in seventy four by Mike Davis. It's it's uh, I, I think there again. I think that we have some complementary parts in the wide receiver room, and uh, Robbie certainly has been a great addition to us. And and you know not only can can go vertical, but isn't afraid to go across the middle and make catches. And and you know I think that he and DJ help each other along with Curtis. So. Um, you know, from that point, it was, it, you know, that's that's one of the positives to take out of yesterday. Marty, we'll let you go. Uh, you know, we we respect you and enjoy working with you. Thank you for your time, and we'll run into you this week. 
as we get ready for another ball game. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Marty's visit with us is actually sponsored, too, by FanDuel. You play FanDuel's Gridiron Pick'em game for free every week directly from the Panthers app on your phone, and you have a chance to win up to $1,000. Visit the Panthers app now to register your free account and get ready for the next game. Get off the sidelines, get in the game. FanDuel, official partner of the Carolina Panthers. Okay, now that the institutional version of our show is over, we can have some fun. we got to talk to Eugene about Christian McCaffrey's GQ spread we got to talk also and what kind of a hard time he might get in the locker room for that. And we will talk about the epic collapse in the NFL where the greatly detested Atlanta Falcons just spit the bit yet again. So we're going to have some fun. All that's next when we continue on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. So, word reached the Panther Talk news desk that Christian McCaffrey had done a a GQ magazine photo spread. Uh, My wife volunteered to look (laughs) at it for me, and she studied it for an uncomfortably long period of time. Have uh, either... (laughs) And it's been a while. When I, I remember when I used to be in GQ years ago, they didn't really pay that much. But um, have either of you guys seen it? I just saw what – I'm only on Twitter, so I just saw what people yes. were putting out on Twitter last week. And uh, I thought Matt Rule had the comment of the week. He was asked during one of his Zooms. I love these things, too, because everyone's like, Coach, about your special teams. Coach, about this injury. And then just out of nowhere, someone will hit him with, did you see Christian McCaffrey's uh, magazine spread? And his, his answer was, I just wish somebody had asked me to do that, <laughs> which I thought was a great answer. Yeah, and if you look like Christian McCaffrey, I mean, with his abs all showing like that, all eight of them, my goodness, I mean, <laughs> there you go. I'm like, all eight. Yeah. It's an eight-pack. I know. He got eight nights, nine-pack. Most, uh, most of us would settle for a one-pack. Yeah, I'm telling you, I mean, the, the young man is put together. But here's what I, I, I like about him is that he he takes football so seriously. I mean, just the interview that you had with him and, and talking about his injury and talking about getting back even before the time, I mean, he takes it. He, it, this really means something to him. And so uh, you get to do a little fun, but make no mistake about it, that young man is a football player and a very darn good one at that. And Eugene, to your credit, I think this was a few months ago, again on Twitter, you, you put this back out, which you had shown us this before at some point during our 20 years now broadcasting together, is you, I guess with the Seahawks, and you're holding a saxophone, and you're wearing like, I don't know, jam pants or... Parachute pants. Joey Buttafuoco pants or something. Yeah. But I, that, I was, top. that was kind of like probably the closest you came to having something like that probably, right, yeah, as but a I player? Didn't, I, I, didn't look like, I didn't look like Christian, though, man. I mean, Christian <laughs> is just absolutely put together. There's no doubt about that. But, yeah, you get to do some of those little fun things, and those are some of the perks of, of, of football, if you will, and some of the fun things. But make no mistake about it, this young man is a baller. He had the, the one with the hat, little fedora thing, and a little scarf around said, his neck. And I wondered that, if his was teammates ask, Was would, that an ascot or a scarf? scarf yeah, was, <laughs> would his teammates give him a hard time oh, about that oh, kind of thing? Absolutely. You about, yeah, you're going to hear it in the locker room. There's no doubt about I that. I was trying to think. Yes. Uh, no, it was uh, 
Okung, he, he tweeted out. He was the first one to put that out there as far as when I even saw it on the Twitter the other day. So I was, obviously yes. it, it had begun at that point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. All right, so listen to this. Atlanta is up 29-10 to 10 at Dallas. <laughs> the Falcons score 39 points, force three turnovers, don't turn it over, and they lose the game. They lose in part because of a play called the watermelon. That story is next when we continue with Panther Talk in just a moment. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Forgive me if I'm a little um, effusive about this, but Zoke and I and the rest of our crew, we were all night in a van coming home from Tampa, Florida, and I just, I just learned about all this today, but... Let me tell you the most amazing thing of all. NFL teams since 1993, when they started keeping turnover stats in games, NFL teams that score 39 or more and win the giveaway takeaway game were 440 and 0. Now, now they're 440 and 1. Atlanta up 29-10. They force three turnovers at Dallas. They don't turn the ball over, and they get dipped. Ouch. Is it, could that start to become a thing on the team where they start? Start to become a thing. We were uh, doing the first scoreboard segment, come out of a break. We'll do a couple of sponsored scoreboards during the game broadcast. Yeah, I said Falcons 20, Cowboys nothing. You know, they're, they're known for big, uh, blowing big leads, though. <laughs> Not knowing that they would blow a 20-point lead, Eugene. It's just like it's, it's the same coach. I mean, it's still Dan Quinn. It is. It, it was 39 to 37. Tell them about they, the watermelon. We and, got and, about a minute. And then they were trying that the onside kick, and – the Falcons need to know that you can actually try to recover the ball before it goes 10 yards. And they stood there and all watched it. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Somebody <laughs> recovered this ball. And, and so they left the opportunity on the field. And I bet you special teams coach had to remind them, and Coach had, Quinn had to remind them, you can actually cross the line and you are protected because the other team cannot block you or hit you if yeah. you go for the ball. Greg did a leg line, laid the ball down on its side like a watermelon, and Ouch. real nonchalantly, kicked it. With just a little flick of his leg, maybe, and the Falcons acted like the ball had tested positive for COVID (laughs) twenty, and it went ten yards. Cowboys recover it, and as much as I hate, uh, I shouldn't say hate, dislike Dallas, uh, I'm not too proud to say that I take pleasure in the misery of the Atlanta Falcons, our divisional rival. Good show, guys. Appreciate y'all. No doubt. All right, we'll see you for Eugene for the Zoke. It's Mick. This has been Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This has been Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, presented by Morris Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins told me that he loves football, and he looks forward to this show all week. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.